Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. This episode, Group B, Finland. Today we're heading to Helsinki to talk to Ari Virtanen, who is the football correspondent of the Helsingin Sanomat, Finland's biggest newspaper. He's been voted the Finnish Football Writer of the Year, and when it comes to the Finland national team and their historic qualification for the Euros, he's literally written the book about it. He's the author of Oiswoimi On which translates as Oh Finland Is. It's the first line of their version of the football song, which goes along the lines of Oh Finland is wonderful, it's full of beer, saunas and axes. That's their clean version, but you get the picture. What I'm trying to say is that Ari is the main man and the man to speak to about the Finland national team. And he's able to provide some really important perspective and analysis of this team because their qualification for the Euros has been no accident. I know the tournament's been expanded to 24 teams and it's easier for the middle ranking teams to make it there. But this is no overnight success. This has been years in the making for Finland and all the factors seem to have fallen into place at the right time. Many of the current side played in the under-21s with coach Marco Canerva more than a decade ago and they're now spread around Europe in many different leagues and Canerva appears to have succeeded in bringing the atmosphere of a club side to the national team. And there are a lot of parallels with Iceland in 2016 and they certainly won't be pushovers in their first major tournament. So grab a glass of Lonquero, the national drink, gin with grapefruit juice, Stick in your headphones as we find out all about Finland with Ari and Vietnam. Ari, Finland have qualified for their first major tournament. Um, how would you describe the mood in the country at the moment ahead of the tournament? Well, right now, I think all the football football fans and, and the media, all the parties involved are waiting uh the tournament to happen and at the same time of course uh, uh a bit afraid uh whether we are able to actually go there as a fans as a media 
uh, guys, uh, uh, are we able to to cheer for Finland there? Are we able to do our job and cover the team uh, while the tournament is uh, on? So what I hope most is that <laughs> uh, Finland is able to have uh, some fans there uh, present at those matches. Finland come close to qualifying before, you know, for tournaments. Roy Hodgson was the manager in 2007 when Finland came fairly close to Euro 2008. And there have been teams with pretty good players in the past, you know, the likes of Yari Litmanen and, and Sami Hippia. Um, what's, what's different about this team? What, why did it go so well in the qualifying campaign? Was it a combination of, of different factors? Yeah, there's uh, plenty of different factors uh, uh, that affected uh, to this team's success. These are not in any particular order, but uh, let's start with the coach. Uh, head coach uh, Marko Kanerva has been a long-time uh, loyal worker in Finnish FA and uh, has coached, coached um, under-21 side and, and managed to... Uh, coached that side to European Championship Tournament in uh, 2009. And the core of that team was, well, some of the key players from that team are still uh, the core and the key players of this national team right now. Kanarva has had plenty of years to polish his skills in coaching and uh, then he was uh, an assistant coach uh, for uh, Hans Bach and uh, he was also uh, assistant coach uh, for uh, Miksu Patelainen and uh, was following uh, somewhat closely uh, also Roy Hodgson. So he has been able to draw uh, influence from all, all of these uh, previous head coaches and, and has seen uh, what they've done right and what, what, what wrong, let's say, choices they've made. So he has been the right at the right time for Finland. Then, of course, uh, this set of players uh, is interesting because uh, star-like status as uh, so-called uh, golden generation uh, of Finland national team that was... Uh, in the 90s and, and early 2000, um, they don't have a, a similar uh, star-like status there. They are not uh, such uh, huge uh, players as were in that generation, like Litmanen and Hyppia. But these players uh, are mostly players who have uh, uh, moved abroad uh, when they were really young, like uh, 16 or 17. So... In that case, it's as with the uh, Iceland national team uh, who had success with players who uh, moved abroad uh, to academies uh, when they were really young age. Uh, for example, uh, Temu Pukki, uh, our best goal scorer, uh, moved uh, from uh, his uh, native club uh, to Sevilla in the age of 17. Tim Spar uh, started in uh, Southampton. Uh, academy uh, in the age of uh, 16. Uh, Lukas Raditzki, our number one goalkeeper, uh, started uh, in Denmark uh, at the age of uh, 17. Uh, Glenn Kamara, Arsenal's academy in the age of uh, 16. Yeah, and there are other players too, but those come to mind uh, uh, really quickly. So the right set of players too. And then there's been more resources uh, 
available for this national team. Um, the current leadership of uh, Finland uh, FA has been able to get more resources to support national team and uh, the whole staff of uh, uh, head coach is uh, way bigger than it used to be in the past. Uh, now there are over a dozen people working there, um, whereas, uh, let's say, 10 years ago, there was uh, under half a dozen uh, guys in the staff. So you have to have the right uh, management, have to have the right set of players, have to have enough uh, resources. And then, of course, you have to be able to uh, develop your game. And, and that has been also uh, one factor uh, uh, driven by statistics. And they've been uh, really analytical uh, what comes to Finland's game and what are the like uh, main statistics uh, uh, which should be better. And uh, they, they've started to develop their game to get these right statistics to a right uh, direction so there's an uh, there's been an ongoing progress uh, for the last few years and then maybe we'll come to that later but it's also a matter of chance in in terms of the games in the uh, in the qualifiers they were lucky to come up against i guess teams i mean italy, italy were the favorites in the group but they came up against other teams like greece and, and bosnia who weren't necessarily at the right place for themselves at that time they were they were they were experiencing a little bit of a dip and and finland is it fair to say finland were able to take advantage of of uh, their low points the opponent's low points true true uh yes it, it it basically happened like that but uh i i like to look at the broader picture also like it, it started um in 2017 when when Kanarva started to coach this Team, uh, they were able to get um, a really good uh, win uh, from uh, Morocco and that really boosted uh, the self-confidence of the team because the team really, really badly needed that first win after having a zero wins in, in 2016. And then after that, uh, they needed to have a string of good results to be able to progress with their game and then um, in 2018 well there was one really crucial match uh, uh, between uh, uh, his uh, beginning and, and 2018 but Finland won uh, Iceland uh, in the fall of 2017 in Tampere in the World Cup uh, qualification match uh, and that uh, proved to be a turning point for this team uh, when they realized that they could actually actually be a better team. And some Icelandic players uh, gave their compliments at that time, saying that you're actually playing football. <laughs> Can't remember what player, but he said this to uh, Finland captain Tim Sparrow. Okay, and then 2018 uh, Nations League started. And, and this kind of competition has proved to be a really, really uh, useful for Finland and maybe for many other, uh, let's say, minor league countries. It's been a chance to uh, develop further uh, the game. And, and Finland was also uh, lucky enough to have a really suitable opponents uh, like Hungary, which, has, uh, uh, which had just 
replaced their head coach. Um, also Greece, which uh, was on the decline, and Estonia, uh, which has been a quite easy opponent for Finland. So there was a uh, another set of really, uh, really uh, suitable opponents, and, and Finland was able to get the, their first ever uh, qualification campaign uh, group win in that Nations, uh, Nations League group. There was a, a major result in the autumn against France, a 2-0 win in Paris, but there's also a 5-1 friendly defeat to Poland uh, alongside a, a pretty good Nations League campaign um, with, with results against Ireland, Wales and Bulgaria. So, so how, how do the results of, of the autumn of 2020 affect the, t- the team's mentality going into the Euros? Where should I begin? The Poland uh, result, of course, uh, unfortunate result, uh, but everyone knew that uh, it would be a difficult match and um, so important match as these Nations League matches. The France win was, of course, uh, 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 incredible and uh, boosted the self-confidence of the team. And it also gave us two new prospects that looked like uh, players for the national team. Otherwise, these uh, Nations League matches are Bulgaria, Ireland, Wales were the opponents. So Wales was really, really good and and uh, deserved their uh, group win. Although in the in the first match, uh, uh, Finland, well, the result could have been different. But then uh, last time Finland played in in League C, uh, won that group, and this time wasn't that far of winning this uh, League B group so in the end uh, it was a really good fall for Finland. Okay I'd like to talk about the the tactical options uh, and Finland's style of play. First let's take a quick break. Back talking to Ari about Finland. Uh, In terms of tactics Ari, Finland generally in the qualifiers played a 4-4-2 but a more defensive 5-3-2 or 5-4-1 against tougher opposition like Italy do you expect them to play with a back five in the Euros? Yes that that is what uh, Marco Canarva has uh, um, uh, implicated all the time uh, and that is what he has uh, trained this team for uh, they, they've tried to adapt this uh, uh, different system which uh, could translate uh, in, in different scenarios to a different uh, sets of numbers, like uh, whether it would be 3-4-3 uh, three, three or 3-5-2 three, uh, or 5-3-2. Or it, it, it's just a matter of uh, choosing the right tactics. But anyway, there, there will be certainly three centre-backs uh, uh, in the defence line in, in Euro tournament. Going further forward, is it is it safe to say that a lot revolves around Timu Puki as as the main man? Um, it's the team is set up to try and help him score because he's he's the key striker. You've spent some time with him in Norwich. Uh, how's he getting on in the Championship? Is he is he enjoying life after the the Premier League? Is it has it been difficult dropping down a division for him? But is he, he he's still the main man? Yeah. He's still the main man, and uh, I think he's enjoying his life in in Norwich, and and that is a big reason why 
he has no words to uh, move anywhere. Uh, they uh, just got their uh, second child in that family. So, uh, and he has a solid place in Norwich City team. Uh, why would he leave anywhere else and, and risk his playing time when he's able to get plenty of playing time in Norwich City? And in the midfield, Captain Tim Sparv is the is the sort of does a lot of the legwork, I guess, with with Glenn Kamara. Is that fair? And then on the wings, you've got the wide players. You've got Robin Lodd and Robert Taylor. Who is it fair to say that Finland looks to those guys for the creativity to try and set Puki up? Is that is that the way the team operates? Pretty much so. Yeah, um, Robin Lodd uh, on, on the right flank is uh, is really crucial for attacking game. Uh, he likes to uh, drift in to the inside channel and, and feed uh, Pukki there. And, and he's also really important uh, player uh, what comes to like counter-attacks and uh, he's uh, able to make uh, uh, long tempo uh, uh, runs with the ball and, and then can feed Pukki after those runs. And uh, Robert Taylor on the left hand side he's um, uh, not not so experienced but has uh, made a really big impact uh, uh, in the last fall and seems like he's uh, able to take his uh, his place in in the euro team and and taylor's an interesting guy I man i guess for people in the uk um it's worth pointing out taylor and and daniel o'shaughnessy as well uh, are both both born and raised in finland aren't they they've got British name, British sounding, English sounding names, um, but they they were raised in in um, in Finland. Is that right? Yes, uh, they they were raised here. I wrote a book about this uh, uh, Finland campaign to Euro twenty twenty tournament, and and one chapter uh, I wrote uh, kind of like uh, uh, analyzed or explained well the nature of this national team. This is. Uh, Maybe the first national team, which is uh, really multicultural, uh, where uh, there are a lot of players who have uh, kind of like interesting background or uh, some uh, uh, roots in, in other countries. There are a lot of uh, Finnish-Swedish players in this national team also. It's, it's quite diverse team, and that uh, is also uh, one of the... Uh, strengths of this team we mentioned the game against Paris in Paris against France with two debuts for for Marcus Force and Omni uh, Valakari um, both debuts both scoring on their debuts and that gives more attacking options I guess for the for the finals um, are there any other players or do you expect any other any other players to sort of make their way into the squad or, or are we now looking at a pretty settled squad to be honest i'm i'm not expecting any other new players uh, to really push to through before this uh, euro tournament post debuts were quite in, incredible marcus force and and onni valakari scoring straight away and and they both played with uh, such a confidence that it, it was really really enjoyable to watch them play, and they are players for the future. I think uh, Force will be kind of like our number one or number two guy in the attacking in 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 the future. 
Onni Valakari uh, will be really, really good uh, um, attacking midfielder for the future. Yeah. And, and looking at the defence, we talked about a back three. And then you've got the fullbacks. So are, are the fullbacks basically defenders in a back five? They're not, is it safe to say they're not going to be wing backs that, that fly forward all the time because you have the, the wide midfielders who play play that role. The, 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 the wing, the fullbacks are going to be defenders. Is that fair? Not really. Uh, for example, take uh, Finland. Ireland match or Ireland Finland match as an example. There, these uh, fullbacks were uh, effectively uh, pretty much uh, attackers. Also, like uh, uh, on the right uh, flank, uh, Nikolai Alho uh, fullback uh, picked up the ball uh, way above uh, uh, the half line and and was able to feed uh, Temu Pukki a couple of times. Uh, so. In that uh, match, uh, fullbacks uh, really uh, ran forward, and then uh, these uh, other flank midfielders uh, uh, drifted inside and, and made way for the fullbacks. But it yeah. depends on the match, you know. It, it, it might be a totally different match uh, against Belgium, where we have to <laughs> really defend deep and, and just. Uh, Pray for 90 minutes. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more generally about football in Finland. I've got some questions about that. But first, let's take another quick break. Right, back with Ari talking about Finland. Ari, when, when Finland qualified for the for the Euros, uh, the media in England, as they always do, rolled out all the, the cliches about sort of Scandinavian countries and, you know, playing... Nordic sports and you know winter sports and all this sort of stuff um and I have to say I did I did some research not, not very thorough research but I I was just looking up Finland and, and national sports and the national sport is Pesa Palo is that right which I confess I've never watched a game similar to baseball yeah um, it's where does, like a Finnish uh Finnish baseball where does that where does football sit alongside sports like Pesa Palo and, and ice hockey um Well, uh, if you compare football to Pesapallo and ice hockey, uh, football has uh, more people uh, involved in games uh, than uh, Pesapallo or ice hockey. Uh, and football has more registered players than Pesapallo or ice hockey. Uh, ice hockey is uh, the most watched uh, sport in, in Finland and has been uh, in that position uh, for some decades. Football could be a really bitter towards Pesapallo and ice hockey. <laughs> There, there's a reason for that. Uh, basically, Pesapallo pushed uh, football uh, aside uh, in, in Finnish schools in a, well, uh, in the earlier part of uh, last century when uh, this Pesapallo was invented in, in Finland and its inventor uh, invented that sport uh, so that it would actually help uh, uh, military uh, uh, personnel to uh, prepare uh, for 
combat. Uh, it, it was kind of like a militaristic sport. And then uh, it, it was uh, adopted by these uh, civil guards uh, at that time uh, before, uh, before the war. And then uh, um, after uh, the Second World War, um, it, it, it obviously took some time uh, before uh, any organized uh, sports was uh, back in, in any good level. So, but in the 60s, uh, football uh, was the most popular sport in Finland. Uh, there were huge crowds uh, in, in matches. But then something happened in, in, in the 60s. Ice hockey was able to uh, lobby itself. Uh, it was able to uh, get uh, those uh, decision makers in, in councils and, and in, in the boards of uh, towns and counties. Uh, um, they were able to persuade uh, the towns and cities uh, to build ice hockey arenas. And that was a major uh, game changer here. Uh, of course, you can imagine with our uh, weather conditions, uh, it, it's uh, way nicer to go into arena in, in, in the fall time uh, instead of uh, going to a football field uh, without a roof uh, in, in muddy and miserable conditions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do people follow other leagues and countries? I mean, because Norwich seem to be marketing themselves in Finland a lot on, on the back of Puki. Do yeah, people... per, apparently Norwich, uh, well, Finland is uh, like a main market for Norwich City <laughs> these days after Temu Puki's success. So, yeah, yeah, there, there's there's been uh, this uh, Finland connection between uh, Norwich and uh, Temu Puki. Yeah, national team, and and there are players all around Europe. I mean, in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, as you'd expect, but also in, you know, in Belgium and and Greece, Cyprus, Poland, even you know, Czech Republic, as well as the sort of second tier clubs in in you know in the champ English Championship, Bundesliga, Bundesliga two, um, Italy's sort of Serie B. Um, you've got Rajetsky, the goalkeeper. Uh, at Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, as well as uh, Frederick Jensen at Augsburg, um, Joel uh, Pogenapalo at, um, at Union Berlin. They're, they're, they, I guess they're the only guys in the top flight. It doesn't seem to matter for, for Finland that you have that the players aren't in the top, uh, playing at top, top clubs. Um, the, uh, the Ireland coach, Stephen Kenny, said, recently that the island played the ice the, sorry that Finland played like a club side that everyone knows their role um is is that um it doesn't seem to matter where they play the club football when they get together they're they're they're, they're, they're really play as a team let me present a question for you Gavin yeah why do you think Finland players are in those uh, places in those clubs and those leagues I guess that's the, that's the level that they've reached so, so far in their careers, and mm -hmm. maybe those maybe clubs in the top leagues aren't aren't looking to Finland to recruit. They're scouting in in Denmark, maybe, but they're not necessarily scouting in in Finland. Correct. Uh, I, I I think uh, Finland 
isn't and hasn't been attractive uh, market uh, what comes to football players. There has been some problem with uh, Finnish league uh, in a way that um, uh, scouts and agents ha- haven't been uh, uh, happy uh, about the quality of the play or the tempo of the play. Maybe the game itself is is good enough. Maybe the players are skillful enough, but uh, the game seems to be too slow. Uh, so hasn't got the same tempo as in some other leagues, then the players don't look so good. It, maybe it's one of the reasons. Uh, uh, obviously, if you would be a huge talent, you would be picked uh, no matter what country you're playing for. But then there are some mar- markets where where scouts and agents and clubs think that uh, that that is always a good source for players, and Finland is certainly not in that category. But now this uh, uh, place in Euro 2020 tournament might change some views, and uh, and it, it it seems that Finland is already a bit more attractive market for yeah. clubs. Finally, Ari, what's your prediction for the summer? Um, Finland are in a, a tough group with Denmark, Russia, and Belgium. How? What are what are the the the, the realistic expectations, and how far do you think they can go in the tournament? It, it, it's not impossible to get a one draw or even one win in this group, but whether they are able to get. Uh, a draw and a win, uh, which might be enough to get to another round. Uh, that might be too much to ask uh, from this team against these opponents. But there is the there is the sort of experience of, of Iceland from recent times. Do you think Finland could could replicate that? In a way, why not? I I think. Uh, this Finland team is at the same level as that Iceland team was. Well, they had one big star in their team, Gilvi Sigurdsson. Uh, we have uh, one big star in our team uh, right now, uh, Lukas Radetsky, um, athlete of the year in Finland right now. But then again, we have... Uh, Plenty of uh, really good guys in the team: Pukki, Kamara, um, Lud, um, some other guys. Uh, but the most important thing is that uh, it, it's a teamwork, and this team is a, a team with a big T. Uh, like uh, uh, Stephen Kelly, uh, our Ireland head coach, said, uh, Finland plays like a club side. And that shows uh, uh, how uh, tight uh, group this Finland team is and how well they execute their game plans. So there's a certain kind of advantage uh, with this team that might be able to build a surprise results. Ari, um, been great to talk to you. Um, thanks ever so much for your time. I, I, I hope that we can meet up at some point in the future, uh, hopefully in a stadium. 
a stadium full of fans, hopefully. Um, but until then, thanks ever so much uh, for your time and, and great to speak to you. Maybe in the semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> a repeat of the Greece uh, uh, shock. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, it, it, it was uh, 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 great to have a chat with you and, and, and uh, thank you for your interest uh, towards Finnish football. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it and you want to find out more, there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.